Well, ladies and gentlemen, I am joined now by the icon, the queen, P.P. Arnold. How are you, my friend? I'm fine, Dino. How are you? Oh, absolutely amazing. It's great to sit down with you, you know, talk about Soul Sister. Wow, we've got the number one right now sat with me. Um, congratulations <laughs> with the book and the music that you are continuously doing. It's great. There seems to be a big aura around you at the moment, and it's beautiful. I can feel it. I can see it. Can I say that you are absolutely on fire right now and enjoying your moments in the music world? Well, it's truly a beautiful thing, definitely. And, uh, you know, I've been working real hard, doing a lot of uh, promotion all year. And uh, so, you know, just really fingers crossed, you know, you don't know how these things end, but fingers crossed and heart open, you know, I'm going to, in the year on a very high note <laughs> beautiful it really is great and you've just said fingers crossed are you somebody that was like that all the way through your career or was you an artist that released the music what you did and, and, and just let the journey happen uh well you know i mean like all artists you know you release your music and you hope that it's gonna do well you know, <laughs> I mean, that's why, that's why you do it. You know, it's, it's like such a, it's a, it, 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 it's a journey. You know, you, you go in, you make the record and then, you know, is, is it going to come out? When is it going to come out? Then it comes out and, and then you hope that, you know, you get the air play and all the promotion that you need to, you know, to get the music out to the people and then you hope that the people go buy the music or they're going to turn up at the gig and, you know, so it's a journey. It's mm -hmm. always a journey and you don't really know how it's going to end until you get to the gig and you do the gig and if people show up or, and then, you know, you, you promote the record and, and you get a good result and, and you make your bank manager happy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so that's the thing. It's like the work and everything, you know. I love what I do and everything, you know, but you just never know how it is the music industry. Yeah. You know, and it's a different time. You know, I'm an independent artist and I'm an independent female artist, you know, a black female artist, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. So it's like, you, you know, I have to, I'm out here still fighting my, fighting a good fight. And, um, but it's looking really good at the moment, you know. Like uh, the um, the single, uh, it won't it, it it won't be Christmas without you. It just went into uh, the number one in the heritage chart, you know. So I've never had a number one anything. So number one is a number one, <laughs> and I'm really like chuffed about that. And, uh, yeah, and the book is going well. You, you know, like the book has been listed, um, you know, uh, Rough Trade has listed it in, in its best books of 2022, Uncut Magazine, best books of 2022, and, you know, the resident uh, music chart, you know, is also mm -hmm. best book. So, you know, you, you know, it's looking good. It's, it's looking good. You know, it's looking good and, um, you know, and, and, and it's just great to, uh, you know, it's great to have some music to, to put out and, and uplift, 
people during the Christmas season. I've never, it's my first Christmas record. And it's my first record that's been released since the, the New Adventures uh, album that Steve and I did, you know, that we did and promoted so hard in 2019. That kind of got sabotaged by COVID. COVID yeah. sabotaged all of our lives, you know. So, like, you know, like I've come back this year, you know, it's like it's always just starting over again. It's beautiful. You know, and so, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. It really is, and it's great. And, 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 and the single for the Christmas, I've got to admit, I, I listened to it, and and I'm blown away with how much it inspires. I might be wrong here. Inspi- the inspiration of the wall of sound seems to be there. Is that something that you kind of looked into to release this? Did you, did you want to go old school on this or did you want to put your twist on it and a new little bit of flavour? You know, what is that inspiration behind that? It really has got that sound. Yeah, it definitely is. And I, and I can't take credit for that. <laughs> I can't take for that, credit for that. Mark Taylor and uh, and, uh, and and Patrick uh, produced, wrote, produced, and created the track. It was originally supposed to be for Cher. Uh-huh. And uh, Cher was busy and, you know, so it got gifted uh, to me. So, yeah, Patrick Mescal and Brian Rawlins at the Metrophonic uh, production team, you know, they presented me with the track. And, yeah, I loved it because it did. It had that old school flavor, that whole wall of sound, you know, ronnets, crystals. You've worked with just about everybody, small faces, you know, you've worked with Rod Stewart, the list is long. Why do you think you went down so well and that sound just exploded? Can you explain that? People like my sound, you know. I came here uh, in 1967 when, when everybody, the whole rock and roll revolution was happening and everybody's really inspired by the music of black America and... So, like, I arrived at a time when, you know, my authenticity, you know, went down well. So people like to have that sound. I've got that sound that they like. So, and yeah, and I love to sing. I've always uh, sang. I grew up uh, in a family of gospel singers. So, like, singing with my brothers and sisters, harmony. I love singing harmony, you know. So, yeah, so... I managed it's really helped me to survive through the years when my own career has been at a low. You know, it seems like every decade, like you say, I'm invited to collaborate with somebody and and have, you know, dancing, you know, the beat masters and, you, you know, Oshi Kalasi came in, the primals in yeah. the 90s, you yeah. know. Uh, do 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 thing. Ocean Color Scene, the work with Ocean Color Scene, like really connected me with Steve Craddock, and and you you know, and then it's, it's Steve working with Steve and working with Paul, and you know all the mods and that are like really big fans of all that music that we did back in the sixties. Yeah. you know, so they call me the mod mother. So I'll um yeah. I'll wear that crown. <laughs> and, and and the thing is, you have inspired so many greats as well. And you go all the way back, like we've just mentioned, you know. And people don't know too much unless they know the story of the music and the industry and yourself. And I kept <laughs> I can Tina Turner. Now their music was explosive. The girl that was supposed to go with them didn't show up. The next girlfriend of my brother, so she wanted me to. Uh, 
help them, her and the other singer, Gloria Scott, who's also a well-known soul singer you might know of. Mm -hmm. And um, they asked me to go just to help them. It wasn't my ambition to be in the industry at all. So, you know, they refused to take no for an answer, hung up the phone, and they were on my doorstep an hour later. And then an hour after that, I was in I can Tina Turner's living room singing, dancing in the street, you know, so <laughs> that was like destiny, you know, really. I wasn't supposed to be there and, you know, I knew I was going to get in trouble and, you know, uh, Tina really liked us. We we did sing, dancing in the street. She goes like, girls, right, you got the gig. And I go like, no, I can't go. I'm going to be in trouble. I'm not supposed to be here. My husband's going to really not be happy. So she said, well, if you're going to get in trouble for nothing, why don't you ride up to Fresno with us and see the gig? So it was one of those days that it taken on a life of its own. And, and I was a very obedient wife, you know, mm -hmm. but I disobeyed that day. <laughs> I did I disobeyed and I went up to, uh, rode with them to Fresno to see the show and, you know, and then I came back and I did get in trouble. But that time when he, he, you know, when he hit me that time, it was like he knocked some sense into me. And I um, I remember my prayer because I had forgot about my prayer. Yeah. And it was Mick who told you and persuaded you to stick in London and, and kick around. And just quickly, do you think if you didn't listen to that bit of advice that things might have been different? Because things was really on the uprise then, wasn't they? Definitely, because I wasn't thinking about being a solo artist, you know. I, I came, I was an iCat with Icantina when they had the big hit with River Deep Mountain High, and we were in the UK with, uh, touring with the Rolling Stones on their 1966 tour, and Mick and I became friends, and and we, we became lovers, and and then, you, you you know, Ike Turner was giving me a really hard time because he didn't like the idea that I was hanging out with mm -hmm. with Mick, you know. And for me, it was a, it was just, a, it, was, it was crazy, really, because, you know, I was like a really shy, introverted, kind of damaged young woman. I had never, like, really been lived in an integrated society at all. So just to be hanging out, with this white boy who just happened to be Mick Jagger, you know, that was like big taboo mm -hmm. back in those days. You know, black girls didn't hang out with white guys, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and and all of that. You know, so, um, <laughs> so yeah, destiny. Here comes destiny again. And so uh, I was telling, I told Mick that I was going to, like, leave the review when I got back home because I was, like, kind of fed up with Ike and... I didn't like having to watch Tina go through what she was going through. And mm -hmm. I just felt that my time was up. But the, that first, uh, one of the first independent record labels, Immediate Records, and they invited me to stay and join the Immediate label. And, you know, there we go, Destiny. And uh, an opportunity for me to, like, uh, support my kids, really. Uh -huh. I had two children two young children so that's how I looked at it and um, I didn't come into the industry on a you know wanting to be a celebrity or you, you know uh, I wasn't I wasn't definitely wasn't a groupie 
you know, Mick mm-hmm. was my friend and, you know, and I was doing my thing, he was doing his thing. And yeah, and he helped me to, to get my own confidence together to be a solo artist in my own right, you know, to write. I had never written songs or anything and he, yeah, he really... Beautiful. Open the door. Open the door. <laughs> yes, he has. And I've got to say, it's been an absolute pleasure just sitting down with you. And I wish you all the best in the future. And I know that no matter what you do, when you tour with your book, when you tour with your music, you've got the crowd, you've got the support, and it's great. And I've got to say thank you so much. And it is P.P. Arnold, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. And I'd like to thank everybody for all the love that's been coming out to me. I'm, I'm feeling the love. And I'd like to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas.